to the Light the Lamp podcast. Here's your host, Jared Ensch. Welcome back to Light the Lamp Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Emsch, and it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, didn't get to uh, release an episode last week. I've had uh, a busy week getting ready uh, for next semester. It's going to be a big semester for myself, and I feel like now is as good a time as any to kind of let you guys know my future plans for uh, the rest of this school year. I will actually be studying abroad in Swansea, Wales next semester from January to June. So I will not be here in Athens, unfortunately, with you guys. But when I return, uh, Light the Lamp will also return. So don't fear about that. (laughs) We will be back uh, next fall. But a couple more episodes will come out this semester. So we're finishing up the first half of the hockey season, and, and so far it's been an awesome season. It's A lot of things have gone well. Uh, a, there have been a few things uh, the Bobcats have needed to improve upon, and, and they really have done so recently. Ohio got on a brief losing streak. Five straight games came out with losses, so uh, a little bit unfortunate for the record there, but... This past weekend, Ohio flipped that around, came out of the weekend with two wins at home, both in front of sellout crowds, both of those games against Slippery Rock, so definitely good for the team to get back on the winning side of hockey this past weekend, and let's kind of jump right into that. I want to tell you how things kind of went down in those games. So game one, Ohio came out and just immediately decided to to show the pressure to their opposition. Within the first 90 seconds, Bobcats got themselves up 2-0, two electric strikes right off the gates, and, and they didn't really take their foot off the gas that entire game. End of the first period ended 5-0, end of the game 10-2, so just... An absolutely brutal game if you're a Slippery Rock fan. But if you're a Bobcat fan, you couldn't be more excited. And that was a fun game. I mentioned a moment ago that it was a sellout crowd that night. First sellout since the Michigan-Dearborn series on Dad's Weekend. So definitely good for morale and for the players, you know, to have their fans come out and support and and cheer them on. It it was an electric atmosphere. Bird Arena is not a large arena. It doesn't hold a ton of fans. But when it's a sellout, man, that place gets jumping. You can almost feel the walls shaking as if they're about to fall down because, you know, it's so small the sound gets trapped in there. and, And it's a difficult place to play as an opposing team, especially on a weekend like this past one. So, I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit more of the details about that game. Like I said, 10-2 win, and just about everybody got on the score sheet. Nine different players scored. Ryan Higgins was the only player with multiple goals. He had two. Evangelisti, Harkins, Craddock, Schmizzy, Magyar, Rossi, Saka, and Houston. Whew. That is a, that's a mouthful right there. A lot of, a lot of Bobcats scoring goals. Incredible work. Um, on offense all around, OU shot, outshot Slippery Rock 50-20. to 20. And in the second period where OU has kind of tends to struggle the most, they outshot their opposition 17-5. to 5. So showing that, you know, they're not just a, 
beginning and end team. They can play closer to a full 60 minutes of hockey. And, and, and even though they've had kind of that drought in the middle of the game, Against Slippery Rock, we didn't really see that. So that's big improvement for Coach Bell's side, that, that they're being able to bring it to their opposition right off the gates and, and keep that pace going throughout the game. So that's got to make him feel more confident about his team. And, and the players, I mean, they've got to feel more confident knowing that they can put together a game like that if they stay focused and really put their nose to the grindstone. So excellent work on offense throughout the entire game. And Coach Bell said uh, after the game that he felt his guys put together 45 to 50 minutes of good controlling hockey. I talked to him the other night at the Ohio Hockey Coaches Show, and I asked him about that statement, and he said he thinks that it's probably in the upper 50s. He thinks that 45 to 50 is a lower number than than what his guys really deserve from that game. He said it was probably between, you know, 55 and 60 minutes of, of hard controlling hockey. So uh, that's something that him and I have been talking about this whole season is playing those full 60 minutes. So good to see that coach bell is, is seeing some improvement and feeling good about their production. Another big storyline from this weekend as a whole, but obviously we saw it for the first time, uh, in that first game on Friday night, but coach bell mixed up some lines this weekend. So normally what we've been seeing on line number one for Ohio is, you know, evangelisti Magyar Harkins, just an absolutely disgusting trio. They are so good together and, and they've proven to be one of the best lines in the ACHA. Not a lot of teams can stop them, especially that Evangelisti Harkins hookup. Those two are so lethal together. And then adding Magyar this year as a distributor has really helped get those two the puck more and, and let them do what they're going to do. They're really flashy offensive players. So they're a lot of fun to watch together. But this weekend, Coach Bell kind of threw a wrench in the system and decided to switch things up. Instead of Tyler Harkins being the third man on that first line, he decided to substitute in JT Schmizzy. JT Schmizzy isn't a name that we've said a ton this year, but he's a freshman, very, very solid player. And, and honestly, in the next two years at max, I think he's going to be the next Gianni Evangelisti of this team. Absolutely phenomenal player. He's got great stick work. Great shot, very uh, very accurate shot, but he's also been really working on his shot speed. And by that, I mean the speed that it takes for him to get the puck off of his stick. He's been really working on that in practice the last couple weeks, and oh my goodness, has it shown. In that Friday night game, Schmizzy had an assist on the first goal of the game to Drew Magyar, 13 seconds into the hockey game. We're going to touch on that goal a little bit later, but then about 60 seconds later, Schmizzy got on the board himself and had his own goal. So already in the first 90 seconds of adding Schmizzy to that top line, he had been involved in two goals. So amazing performance by him. And you might be wondering, you know, what happened to Tyler Harkins? Well, he's an absolute star of this team he's got 35 points as of right now leading the team by quite a bit and he's one of the top point scorers in the entire ACHA and he was not forgotten about don't you even worry he was on line number two with Ryan Higgins and oh my goodness did I love that duo phenomenal players the way they play together is very interesting you wouldn't 
initially always expect that they'd play to, together so well, but because Harkins is, is kind of such a showboat, like, let's be real. He really is, but that's what makes Tyler Harkins Tyler Harkins. Ryan Higgins is just one of those players who just plays clean. He just plays clean game in and game out. He's been rewarded this season with a few goals. He's actually fourth right now on Ohio's team in points. Number one, like I mentioned, is Harkins. Number two, Evangelisti. Three, Houston. Those three players who were top three last season as well, kind of who you'd expect. Higgins is right there as number four. I think that he's probably the most underrated player on this entire team, especially this year. He's kind of shown himself as as one of the stars of this team, that he deserves to be talked about up there with Harkins and Houston and uh, Evangelisti. He's he's one of those star players who really could lead an entire team by himself, I really believe. So Harkins and Higgins got to play together this weekend. They did very well. As I mentioned earlier, Harkins had a goal in game one, Higgins with two. And so what did Coach Bell do night two is, is kept it going, you know? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. He really enjoyed kind of mixing those lines up. And even toward the end of the game, when Ohio was completely blowing out Slippery Rock, the game was over. So Coach Bell kind of decided to mix up some of those lines and experiment and try different guys playing with uh, guys that they don't normally play with. So it was it was kind of fun to see how different guys worked with each other, how the chemistry worked between uh, different players on this team. And uh, that kind of spanned into game two, as I mentioned. Game two was military appreciation night. So the mayor of Athens got to drop the puck. He's a veteran and a lot of other veterans got to come uh, to the game. We had the color guard out there on the ice during pregame. So it was just a great event. Ohio wore special uniforms, special camo. Uh, jerseys and socks so it was it was a great night to honor the men and women who serve our country and and have served super awesome event Ohio played very well that night you know after all the pregame festivities as well a five nothing win and in goal that night was Jackson Chilberg a name that we almost never say because Jimmy Thomas is the obvious starter for this team, one of the best goalies in the ACHA. We say his name so much and, and sing his praises, but Jackson Chilberg getting the 22-save shutout on his 20th birthday. It was super cool. Saturday night was his birthday, and I talked to Coach Bell, asked him if that was the reason that he decided to play him, and, and Coach actually said he learned it was going to be Chilberg's birthday that night after he had made the decision to start him. Chilberg had just been playing really well recently. He's been you know, playing good, clean hockey, making some really nice saves in practice. And coach just wanted to give him a shot, see what he could do. I really respect it. And, and clearly it paid off well for him with that big shutout. On offense as well, Ohio got it done. A four-on-four situation in the second period led to two goals in one minute by Higgins and Houston. We'll talk about those goals a little bit later, but Ohio outshot Slippery Rock 55-23 in that game. Over 20 of those shots for Ohio happened in the third period. So just further showing that they were able to play almost a full 60 minutes, just a, a pretty full game. You know, they didn't let their foot off the gas at any point in that game, even toward the end when they were winning 
by a lot. You know, they they kept up the brutal offense and and kept the offensive production going. That was just really good to see um, if you're a Bobcat supporter. And those two wins will elevate them to 9-2-3 back into the top 10 in the ACHA rankings. So great weekend for, for morale and for the Bobcats' title hopes. They Obviously, this season, Ohio's goal is to win a national championship. They don't want to get close. They don't want to go deep in the tournament and be one of the top teams in the country. They want to be the number one team in the country. And the way that they played this weekend... I think that they have a chance. They've I've been saying it all season. This team could be a national championship team. They have the talent. They have the discipline. They just have to have the focus, I think is the big thing. We've seen them lose focus and, and kind of just go through the motions at times. And good teams are going to exploit those mistakes. We saw that against Liberty. Even though Ohio lost one of those games 8-2, to two, they made a few mistakes in that game, and Liberty made them pay for every single one of those mistakes they made. They need to just play clean. They need to play. They need to play focused and disciplined, and and not take their eyes off the prize and ever get too comfortable because that's when Ohio starts to slip. If they stay in form and and keep playing the way that they they played these past couple of games, especially in these upcoming games against Lindenwood, who is is coming into town this weekend, I'm, I want to talk about that series, you know, if Ohio plays the same way they did this past weekend, then they have a chance to beat the number two team in the country in Lindenwood. Lindenwood this season is 10-4-0. Last weekend, they were handed two losses. They they got swept by Central Oklahoma. That was actually their second series of this season already against Central Oklahoma. And Lindenwood is only one in three against them. Three of their four losses have come against that one team. Their other loss was against Michigan Dearborn. And and actually, since Lindenwood and Ohio are in the same conference, they play a lot of the same teams. Lindenwood, like I mentioned, played Michigan Dearborn. They split those two games with a 3-1 win and a 2-1 overtime loss. Lindenwood played Iowa State, won both of those games 3-1 and 3-0. They played Robert Morris, won both of those games 3-2 in overtime and 8-1 the second night. So a lot of times when you see, you know, similarities in opponents, you start to see, oh, Dearborn was able to beat Lindenwood in overtime and, and OU took Dearborn to a shootout. So that must mean that, you know, it's easy to get down into a rabbit hole in that kind of thinking. But Ohio's style of play against Robert Morris is not the same style of play as, as Lindenwood against Robert Morris. They, they perform differently even though they're playing the same opponent. So you can't really make those comparisons. And like I said, Lindenwood is number two in the country. They last season were number one all year, beat OU twice and actually, the last time that OU beat Lindenwood was almost exactly two years ago today. It was late November of 2017, and OU actually was able to sweep the Lions at home. So Bobcats definitely are looking for a similar result there. And like I said, if they stay disciplined, they play their game, they've, they're they on a roll right now. They have the momentum, so it 
has the potential to be a very fun weekend. Friday night, Saturday night, 7.30 puck drop for both. Come out to both of those games if you're able. OhioBobcatHockey.com. You can get your tickets there. You can also buy them at the ticket window. And remember to watch on Bobcat Productions Presents Ohio Hockey. Go to our Facebook page. If you're not able to get to the game live, you can watch on our broadcast there. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend, so you're not going to want to miss this top 10 ACHA clash. With that We're going to move on to top plays from this past weekend. I've got three good ones for you, and so let's get right into them. At number three, Blake Rossi, freshman defenseman this season, one of the 11 freshmen on the roster, got on the score sheet. He got his goal last night. He's been playing pretty well recently, and it's nice to see him rewarded with a goal. Check it out. He gets it up to Rossi. Rossi fires a shot. This one goes in. What a goal there. He had the screen from Zach Frank. Goaltender left. No chance. 8-1 Bobcats. And again, another freshman getting a goal under his belt here for this Bobcat team. What a laser that was, Jared. I blinked and that one was in the back of the net. At number two, Jake Houston had an absolute stunner night number two and it was a late goal kind of just a nail in the coffin but his slap shot was so good that he iced the goalie goaltender didn't even have a reaction in fact uh my colleague samantha garcia had the call and she didn't even know it went in initially either so check out what happened yes he skates around this right side again morrow still giving him a hard time Bagby slaps for the ass for the shot. Higgins looks for his fourth, dishes it off to the right, and a shot on goal! Another goal! Did that just go in? Yeah, that, Did that, that just that go was in? That was Jacob Houston! Houston with an, absolute, with an absolute dagger from the right side. Again, one of those goals that we don't know how it goes in. Usually me and Jared right now are yep. screaming at each other how that one went in. So Jared, if you're listening, another goal <laughs> that I have no idea how that one went in. It flipped the goalie's water bottle yeah. over. That was a wild one by Jacob Houston. He often has a very good slap shot on that outside. So. And at number one, 13 seconds into the series, we touched on it earlier, JT Schmizzy pass into the middle. Drew Magyar's stick got to the end of it, put the biscuit in the basket, lit the lamp, incredible goal right off the gates, and proved to everybody that Colbell's confidence in JT Schmizzy to put him on that first line was the right decision, so check out that goal. And we're underway. Bobcats take the opening faceoff, and Houston controls it in his own zone. Already a slippery rock player loses his stick, and Evangelisti brings it into the zone. Evangelisti back to Maguire, a nice deflection! Goal! 13 seconds, that's all it took. Drew Maguire, a beautiful rebound there. It just popped out perfectly for him on the crease. one nothing Bobcats. And Jared, just like you had mentioned, how well these lineups can work together. It only took them 13 seconds to put something together, but Evangelisti again was kind of playing a little bit defense in the neutral zone and poked the stick away from one of the rocks, and he kind of made that transition. What a great setup by the Bobcats, and what a great way to kind of get this opener for home just rolling. That's going to about do it for me, so we're going to wrap things up here, but remember to come out this weekend 
and see your Bobcats live when they take on the number two team in the country in the Lindenwood Lions. If you can't make it to the game, you can watch online. And But other than that, tune in in two weeks. Next week is Thanksgiving, so none of us students will be here. We're going to take a week off from Light the Lamp, but I will be back the following weekend, kind of fill you in on what happened during that break. So until then, go Bobcats! information you can visit ohiobobcathockey.com you can also watch every game live on the bobcat productions presents ohio hockey facebook page the broadcast goes live at 7 p.m and puck drop is at 7:30 for every home game you can also follow jared on twitter at emsh jared and of course remember to tune in to the next episode of light the lamp podcast